Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 27 Read and its effect on history of mankind. After the first revelation, the Prophet continued receiving the revelation of the Qur'an for twenty-three years, the duration of his prophetic mission, in different intervals and under different circumstances. The revelation of the Qur'an brought about one of the greatest transformations in the history of mankind. No other book in the history of mankind has shaped the human thought to the extent that the Qur'an has. No other books has been commented on, copied, studied, memorized, translated to all relevant world languages to the extent the noble Qur'an has. We shall quote two probably most famous European converts to Islam in the 20th century, Muhammad Asad, who converted to Islam in 1926, and Murad Hoffman, who converted in, in 1980. Before their conversion, the former was a Jew, the latter a Christian, and both are regarded as first-rate intellectuals who wrote important works and studies about Islam. According to Muhammad Asad, whose pre-conversion name was Leopold Weiss, the Qur'an, more than any other single phenomenon known to us, has fundamentally affected the religious, social, and political history of the world. No other sacred scripture has ever had a similarly immediate impact upon the lives of the people who first heard its message and through them and the generations that followed them on the entire course of civilization. It shook Arabia and made a nation out of its perennially warring tribes. Within a few decades it spread its worldview far beyond the confines of Arabia and produced a global society. Through its insistence on consciousness and knowledge, Iqra, learn, the Qur'an engendered among its followers a spirit of intellectual curiosity and independent inquiry, ultimately resulting in that splendid era of learning and scientific research which distinguished the world of Islam at the height of its cultural vigor and the culture thus fostered by the Qur'an penetrated in countless ways and by ways into the mind of medieval Europe and gave rise to that revival of Western culture which we call the Renaissance and thus became in the course of time largely responsible for the birth of what is described as the age of science the age in which we are now living. Murat Hoffman is a former German diplomat and ambassador to Morocco. He was also a German representative in the most important international organizations. 
He is the author of several very useful studies on Islam, Islamic thought, culture, and problems that the modern-day Muslims encounter, especially the Muslims living in the West, in his invaluable work entitled Islam, the Alternative, in reference to the first revelation of the Quran, Kaufman writes, The true pensum Muslim thinks about God and creation standing, sitting, and lying down. He strives for objectivity, regardless of personal preferences demanding evidence, not mere conjecture. Similarly, according to a very popular Muslim maxim, one ought to acquire knowledge, if that meant traveling to China. Nowadays, to follow suit might correspond to a journey to the moon. The Prophet greatly respected knowledge and learning. He is reported to have said, On the day of judgment, the ink of the scholars and the blood of the religious martyrs will be weighed, and the ink of the scholars will weigh more than the blood of the martyrs. The Prophet's companions, including the first caliphs, took this call seriously as was beautifully illustrated by Ali ibn Abi Talib's response to the question whether he used any written documents other than the Qur'an. No, he replied nothing other than Allah's book. The power of understanding given to every Muslim and one piece of paper with notes about three decisions of the Prophet. This joyful curiosity combined with the readiness always to exert one's mind, was the right platform for the extraordinary development of the Islamic sciences from the late 8th century onwards, a mere 14 striking examples of which are outlined below. Ibn Firnas Ibn Firnas died 888 to whom the first flying machine is attributed. Muhammad bin Musa al-Khawarizmi died 846, father of algebra and of the algorithm, this term being a corruption of his name. El-Razi raises 864 to 935, whose medical work, Mansuri, the liber al-Mansuris, was used for centuries in European universities. The philosopher and physician Ibn Sina Avicenna 980 to 1037, whose medical encyclopedia was still in use in European universities the early 19th century. El Hassan Ibn El Haytham El Hazen lived from 965 to 1039, inventor of the camera obscure, El Rehan El Biruni, from 973 to 1050, universal genius on a par with Goethe, historian of science, diplomat, student of Sanskrit, astrologer, mineralogist, pharmacologist, etc. El Khayyam died between 1123 and 1131. Poet and mathematician, he also reformed the Indian calendar 
with greater accuracy than the 1582 Gregorian calendar. The jurist philosopher Ibn Rush Everois, 1126-1198, multiple commentator on Aristotle, had a great influence on Western philosophy. The Egyptian physician Ibn al-Nafis died 1288, who discovered blood circulation. Ibn Battuta died 1288. Ibn Battuta, 1304-1368, Moroccan globetrotter on a par with Marco Polo, who reached Timbuktu, Peking, and the Volga. Ibn Khaldun, from 1332 to 1406. Introduction, El Muqaddima, to History of the World, Kitabul Ibar, made him both the founder of psychology and of modern historiography, introducing a revolutionary critic of traditional historical sources. The Navigator, Ahmed ibn Majid, 15th century authority on ocean voyages. The Turkish ocean geographer and admiral Biri Reis lived from 1480 to 1553, whose Kitab i Bahriya, precise maps of the seas, still amazes us. And his scientific college, Seyidi Ali Reis, died 1562 who measured the Asiatic coasts and developed nautical astronomy. This short list alone shows the Occident, which inherited the Hellenistic civilization by the Islamic world. In view of the explosion of knowledge and technology in the Islamic world, it is self-evident that cultural exchange in the Middle Ages was a one-way street. The Muslims could find hardly anything worth learning from the Occident. Marshall Hodson. The West was a net importer, from the windmill and troubadours, songs to the Gothic pointed arch. This cultural imperialism and one-sided globalization, as we would call it today, quite naturally left traces in European languages. When we speak of Admiral Algebra, cipher, amalgam, alcohol, lute, guitar, alcohol, muslin, or tariff, we are still using Arabic vocabulary today.